0: I'll be too nervous to, I'll probably be lost of words.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words podcast. I am joined as ever by Jason. Jason, hello.
2: Good evening, Tom. How
1: are you? I'm really well. How are you? Fargus. Good, good, good. And Bradley Todd joins us as well. Brad, hello. Good evening, Tom. You notice I called you Bradley and Brad in the same sentence there. That was pretty spectacular. Um, I think I just caught your name on the screen and then realised that actually I just call you Brad. Um, yes. no, no, no. I don't know how many I times. Would, I thought
2: we were we weren't doing the shit at the end. Oh yeah. Oh, no. sorry, sorry, the the shit, shit at the start, Jason. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you get to, you get so add that in. Um, I'm sick and tired of finishing second now. I've got to be honest. Um, after a really nice stretch of winners, now just getting runner-up finishes. Uh, left, right and centre is pretty rubbish. Um, but Conor Seam, one thing I would say about the people that finished second, wearing Pepper and Seam have all been uh, pretty good in finishing second. Taylor Pendrith wasn't. And uh, Taylor Moore played really well last night. Uh, but Ju Young Kim was just unbelievable, Brad, wasn't he? I mean, it was a proper coming-of-age performance.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, he was just putting the lights out and just we're saying off air like it's just his mentality isn't it it just doesn't he's he's built different he's uh he's he's come up from the up from the asian tour he's he's won a shit ton and it's he's sort of carried it over here and you just you can tell he's he's won like in the past like at whatever level he's just he just felt very comfortable with the lead and he just built on it didn't he and it's just it a great performance it's great seeing breakthrough.
1: break through yeah it's weird because Sort of tried to go to him at like the Saudi event earlier in the season, uh, open for 65 and you're feeling really good about it and then tailed off and you think okay maybe this level was just a little bit above him at the moment, still very very young, still raw and then all of a sudden um, he's playing really well in major championships, uh, 23rd at the US Open, 47th at the Open wasn't great but he'd been 3rd at the Scottish Open the week before. Um, then goes in a run of twenty sixth seven from first on the PGA tour. So uh very quickly squashed the kind of can you make the step up uh discussion. Mm-hmm. So really good to see. Um Jason Connor uh Callum, Callum Shinkwin won for you last week. Well done. Um he was really, really good as well. like he, I know Connor Seam for everything at him uh on the final day, but he really stayed out in front.
2: Yeah, he dominated it well, didn't he? I thought. Hmm.
0: Um
2: I mean, okay, yeah, there was a little bit where you thought, okay, they're closing in towards the end, but it was always in hand, wasn't it? Par five, he was always going to be able to just mess about if he wanted really. And yeah. thank God he didn't bogey it because that would uh, <laughs> have ruined it been, for you, wouldn't it? That's one of my that's one of my things, as you know. Um, yeah, he dominated. He was great. I mean, it's not. I think we'll talk this week about certain players that have only sort of won once. Um, that really should have won a lot more, and we know Shinkwin should have done. He was short price. And uh, he did what he was supposed to do. It was its not worth shouting from the rooftops, really. But, um, yeah, it was very rarely in doubt. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he obviously loves it there. I mean, he's putting over there at Celtic Manor, which is one of the things that sort of attracted me last week. He just seems to come alive over there for some mm. unknown reason. Um, doesn't really matter, does it? He was very emotional at the end. He was. Um, it was a great, It was a really good weekend. But I didn't see much of the PGA because uh, I'd watched bits of that and then I was busy yesterday and then I watched the um, the women's open as well which was outstanding Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so I, did, I I sort of you know to be honest had enough of golf by that time <laughs> uh, I needed a little bit of a break um, but yeah both those events were good and, and it's like this week really I think you know it's a similar sort of field but it still could be a great event uh, it's just a shame that you know we're having to take shorter prices about players that you know we really wouldn't do normally
1: but hey yeah up. I think it's one of those ones that, like you know, like you were with um, with Shinkin last week. You kind of have to just swallow it. Like if you if you, if you like a player, I know there's everyone's got a price, and Schinken was at that for me last week. Retrospectively, probably should not yeah. have been. Um, but I just yeah, it's just hard to, to get past people, and I've tried not to do that this week. I've tried to just basically stick to mm-hmm. the people I think can win it, Brad. Um, and you know, you, no, look, at, like you look at you yeah, look at exactly. the records of. Who has won recently, Brandon? It's like Ramsey's won after nearly winning at the British Masters not too long before. How song Lee had won the week after playing well in Germany. Um, you know, Sean Crocker had played decently in Belgium before winning the Hero Open. Like it seems to be that there's Adrian Morong could have won the Irish Open after months of sort of being inside the top mm-hmm. five or six. So really like it's rewarding the people that are playing well.
0: Yeah, definitely. It seems to be there in front of you as well. Sometimes, like, I mean, we both said last week that, I mean, Shinkwin was the first name I wrote down before I saw the odds. And then, like, stubbornness when I saw the price, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't take him at that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, fair play for everyone that did, like, swallow it. And it was the right choice in the end. Yeah. Um, and I think, as you just said, it seems to be, like, that like rewarding you, like, in, in the sense, in the previous weeks. So, this week, I've I kind of changed the approach a little bit and, uh, as you said, try to uh, keep it a bit simple and just not think about the price as much.
1: Yep, I think that's uh, that's right. And that leads us into the prices. Uh, Jordan Smith is uh best price of 11 to 1. Now, if Jordan Smith can't win this event or contend this event, then he might as well hand his tour card back has been my uh, line in the DMs. He's just, uh, he, he just needs to come win one of these tournaments, really. Uh, but John Kaplan there at 18 to 1. Johannes twenty 22s. Richard Mansell, 22s. Ewan Ferguson, 22s. And Connor Seamer, 22s. Um, Jason, I'll let you start us off with John Catlin, who came close for me, but uh, you're certainly going to go with him.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with him. I, I just think Catlin, it, it's a bit of a, a, a cliche, isn't it, with people like him and Aaron Ryan, people like that. We seem to know what courses they want. Um, at the end of the day, you know, he's playing here. We know he won the Irish Open from Aaron Ryan uh, back in 2020. Uh, played really well, top 10 here last year. But I I can ignore somebody like Catelyn's recent form just because, um, (coughs) you know, because we know what course he wants. Uh, It's not difficult. I mean, uh, for the season, he's very high up in Tito Green anyway. Um, I think he is – I can't find it now. But anyway, (laughs) um, I think he's high up to Green for the season. But recently, it's not been absolutely perfect. Um, Having said that, you know, where he does turn up, he's got fourth in the Irish Open – Top 25s at Scandinavia, which is, although it's not uh, obviously that correlative to this event, is obviously another mixed tournament, which this is. And uh, we we'll wait to see how odds on Maguire is going to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the season hasn't been up to the stand of, obviously, his three wins on the tour. But there have been bits and pieces that suggest when he comes to a, a track that he loves, we need to be on. Of the Austrian Valderrama, they point really, really well here. But you know, Valderrama is my favourite course um, on the circuit. Catlin's won at Valderrama. Safety Marin Raya has been eighth and 25th at Valderrama. You want to go back to last year, Daniel Gavins, who basically popped up from, from oh, he was on a good run, but basically won from nowhere. Um, he was 11th at Valderrama. Uh, David Horsey was second, has been 10, 25th, 26th there. Canazares, eight cuts from eighth, seventh, eleventh, and 16th. Cabamura, who I wanted to be on desperately this week. Um, uh, he was in eighth and made three cuts and obviously Catlin's got the, the results there. So I think Valderrama gives you an idea of the sort of play you want. And if you look at this field, I, I think Catlin is the one that absolutely stands out. Um, I'm struggling. His driving accuracy is still as excellent as he's always been. You know, plenty of top tens there. In fact, he hasn't been out of the top ten, I think, in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight uh, completed events for driving accuracy. Off the tee is absolutely fine. Uh, obviously, down to the accuracy. No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm on Catlin. I know he's short, but it, for me, it's one like uh, Shinkwin had his perfect conditions, and I think Catelyn's got his perfect conditions. So, I have to be a...
1: Yeah, I, I, I felt that, um, but I, I feel as strongly about Seam and I think Seam will actually uh, go on to win. I just think that it's one of those ones that... Um, I just think it's going to reward a good form. Like it's right in front of you. Is it's one that, yes, it seems a little bit lazy, but you know you're looking at just sticking the the form players of late and stand out to his green numbers, tenth, um, twelfth, and third the last three, sixth, ninth, and twenty-four in strokes gained approach. He's got course form, finishing inside the top ten on the Challenge Tour. Um, I knew he'd be half the price of what he was last week, but that's relative to the fact that the fields. Uh, weaker and and he's had another good week so uh, I was really impressed with the step forward he took yesterday Jase and I know you're on him as well
2: yeah well he's third at Belfry after two missed cuts second at the Celtic Manor now after two mid-40 place finishes Um, he's now back in form we've been on him I think during lockdown we was on him a few times Um, not accuracy Green's in reg he's perfect for around here you need to be like that Everything's there every for you, isn't it? Off the T tea, T s you know, T to Green approaches. It's, it's not difficult, it's not clever, but you can try and be clever and, and watch your man get 35th. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's one of
1: those ones where it, 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 both of those feel like Cameron Shinkwin of last week and here we're going to learn lessons and then maybe that's it, Brad. But for you, it mm. was you and Ferguson at this price at 22 to 1 as well.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah, and it, I found it really tough because I, I was trying to pick between Ferguson and Santario, who I also really liked. I mean, Santario, he's had a couple of weeks break. I know he's been working hard and then breaks, and he finished with that 11th at Kassu Classic where he was so strong on approach and tee to green. But I think it's Ferguson is the one that I went for in the end, a bit shorter, 22 to 1. Um, and he's just crept back into a bit of form recently the last couple of events, so 30th at the Hero, uh, 12th last week, and he boasted some good numbers. He was 9th off the tee, 15th on approach, uh, 50 to green. And he obviously now has that win under his belt that he achieved earlier in the year uh, in Qatar. And, but since the win, it really hasn't been nice smooth sailing. sailing. Like last week was his best finish since he won, and uh, he's played at this course three times in the past, finished 7th on his debut here at the Northern Irish Open. That was on the Challenge Tour, and then 26th the year after. Then he finished 14th at the Irish Open in a much tougher field. And I just think it's a, a good course for him. Um, and it's been a great first year for him overall. I just think he could grab another one here, given that he's creeping into a bit of form.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there, there, there's basically a litter of players here. Jens Dansol has been very, very good. Do we give up on him um, after basically mm-hmm. one, one, not even bad week, but a couple of bad rounds? Yeah. Um, Hella Kilders, 33 to one, who actually lost nearly eight strokes tee to green on the final day, but was playing very well until that point. Um, and then another one, Chase you, David Law at 28 to one, 30 to one.
2: Yeah, I mean it's all a bit. It all sort of sounds really bad when you say it out loud, doesn't it? That you're backing <laughs> these players at this sort of price. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a worry. I mean, even there, Richard Mantle did back 16s at Hills. Yeah, you can stay um, there as well. Yeah, I know, but do you know what I mean? It's like a real worry when you're picking out... I mean, the reason... Dan Talk actually is really, really high on the list of of, uh, uh, Tito breed for the season and uh, driving accuracy and, in fact, par-4 performance. So, um, he's got a massive chance. I just thought, probably like you, that somebody like Conor Sym or Ewan Ferguson um, having already won it, surely, and a better bet at the same price. But anyway, well, David yeah. Again, I'm not really sure. I might look at him as a first-round leader, to be honest. But then mm. I've only seen thirty-five to one for that. Yeah. Um, he just see, it, like, he wants a tight track. We all know it. Uh, that's where he pops up. Yeah. Um, just quite interesting was um, going back on his form, and, and I don't know how long to go back. But when he was second to uh, Defend Real at uh, in Austria in Europe in 2018, you had J.B. Hansen and Crocker just behind. Uh, Who third at the Hero, obviously at Fairmont. He had uh, Pepperole, Otagi, and Dan Talk just behind. Um, when he won the Hydro, which is more partner than Lynx, so as it has mental wind and rain, he beat JB there as well. And uh, it's a shame JB's not involved. <laughs> Who
0: uh, would if have thought a year one. ago you'd see 80 it's, to 1 on JB? How can, he be,
2: that's what, how can he be four times the price of Richard Mantle? Or, or it's just, only
0: it's, not, it's it? just wrong, isn't it? it? Just it's just
2: shows up,
1: it glick, and all change. He did lose nearly uh, 13 strokes to his agreement. I myself. know.
2: I know, I know. I said that. Yeah, I'm going get down. I really wanted to be with him at 66, as yeah. it's just ridiculous. Mm. But he's playing like a dragon. Anyway, back to Dave Law. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm looking at him really. I think at first round, he just seven starts in Northern Ireland. Um, on three of them, he's been 11th, 18th, and 17th. After the first round, here the Irish Open, Northern Irish Open. Um, yeah, it's just one of them. But it's, it's this is a really boring event. It's just who do you know that loves a tight track and that is accurate. And yeah. Unfortunately, the vast majority of them are under thirty-three to one. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at him for something, but I don't know if I'd want to be him, be on him over um, Connaughton to be honest. But he is a winner at yep. the grade, so I'll have to have a look at the stakes and stuff like that because it's getting a bit um, there. All of these prices, really. Yeah, they're
1: they're all they're all plug your nose and, and bet them. I mean, you could put John Catlin and Leona McGuire in a double, Jason. That could be something you could do. Leona McGuire seven it, to one, best price
2: is she really mm. what, what are the place terms for that uh, six places
1: I can't lie, she's different gear isn't she Georgia mm. Hall 11's to Leona
0: Maguire my favourite bet is Stephanie Meadow um, mm. she's, she's um, she plays a lot at Galgoy yeah. she's 66 to 1 I. Oh, wow. I mean, she was I think she's shortened to 50's now um, but yeah she's my favourite bet of the ladies this week
1: there you go worth, worth a couple of uh, points here so Leona Maguire and Stephanie Meadow um Back to the back to the event at hand though, and this was this was horrible. Like I, I really wanted to bet this person, and it's not going to be a surprise to anyone. And I, I've kind of just stuck with it despite the fact the prize isn't what it is. And it's Todd Clements at forty to one. Um, win second and seventh among his last five Challenge Tour starts. He was twenty sixth at the Kazoo Classic. Now this is a guy been around for a decent amount of time, but he's only actually made six starts on the DP World Tour, and most of those were co-sanctioned. Um, so when you really consider the fact that he hasn't basically played it's grave, we, we still have an air of, uh, you know, unknown about Todd Clements, which I always say I kind of like, and when you look 2019, he finished third here, he was a 36-hole leader and a 54-hole leader, um, shot a 17 in the final round and finished third, like that is what Todd Clements used to do uh, for the time being, but he was, he was a two-time winner on the... Um, EPT Tour in in 2019 and and he won the Irish Challenge by a decent amount in his last start Uh, he beat Tom McKibben by 6 strokes and John Murphy by uh, 8 so really really strong performance there Um, so I really like Top 11 a lot what he did I I think I'd be more inclined if he had won on the Challenge Tour and then finished 26th at the Kazoo Classic I'd actually have preferred that um, Mm. because it kind of shows that he stepped up after winning the Challenge Tour whereas we don't know what he's going to do here but um, course forms there, Brad liked it. And another player that I just mentioned, in John Murphy, is someone that, that you're looking at this week.
0: Yep, John Murphy had to take him. I uh, talked him up at the start of the year. Um, he's had a very underwhelming season on the Challenge Tour. Actually, he missed a bunch of cuts. And it was only until recently his best finish was a tied 18th in South Africa. But he's obviously turned it on the last couple of weeks back-to-back third place finishes at uh, the Irish and Finnish Challenge and he's, he's he's a confidence player so the fact he's coming into this with some good form behind him is crucial. He's openly said in the past he feels like most comfortable playing in Ireland and wishes he could play there every week like, huh. so uh, it just gets the best out of him and uh, he won the Northern Ireland Open on the Clutch Tour on his first uh, professional debut which can only be a plus plus. Uh, he competed at this event last year. I believe it was his second start on the DP World Tour. He missed a cut by two. But since then, he's contended on the Challenge Tour and finished ninth at the Dunhill Links. So he's definitely shown what he's capable of. And I think he is the type of character to t- to make the most of the opportunity of this week. And on the course, that it, it should suit his game. So, yeah, huge ceiling. Thought we might get a little bit better than 50-1, to 1, but felt like I had to take it regardless.
1: I think I think the... The bookies are looking at how these kind of challenge tour players have stepped up recently, and it's been pretty mm-hmm. positive um, that they're kind of just taking no chances. I mean, I really wanted to bet Tom McKibbin, um, who was a guy that you know, we were talking about a 400 to 1 not so long ago because he was making his kind of first professional start, I think, when we were picking him. But like
0: McKibbin as well this week, you.
1: you know, he's actually now coming off like decent, like current form. He mm-hmm. was 26th here last year. He missed a bunch of cuts on the course before that, but he must have been like 12 years old when he was playing them. Um, and he's now finished 5th, 12th, 14th, and 2nd on a challenge tour. Like, really, really strong run. So, um, if, if anyone was going to go on to win and I wasn't on them, Tom McKibben would
0: be uh, maybe the hardest to take after. You've got a look at who won the event last year as well, you know. Daniel Gavin's yeah. so, come from the challenge tour, and he? He's uh, got is... his card. Yeah. So it's a it's a good opportunity this week. I
1: think I think there's Dion Germa there at 52. i have just been talking about uh, with him with Sky like really impressive. I mean you look at you look at some of the players like at 33s. When I mean, you got Richard Bland who you know he, you know what he's been doing. Um, Jack Senior, we know like he's got a good record. He's actually won on this golf course, but you know isn't generally a winner at this grade. You've got,
0: I thought Horsey was quite interesting. I know it's a bit further down, but yeah. he's I thought just because he was in terrible form when he showed up here last year and finished second and he's in a bit better form now and he I think his driving accuracy and his ball striking in general was really good last time out. I think he finished thirtieth. Um just like he was someone that I tossed up with instead of um Murphy. And so yeah, that was uh, that was one that interested me for sure. But I didn't yeah. get there.
1: There's a good segue for you then, Jase. Uh, David Halsey was another pick for you. It is. It is
2: Fred's, Fred's done it now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 actually do, I actually do think, I mean, Halsey's a funny one. Isn't he? Obviously, we interviewed him and he went on about not being able to change your, your um, anything about your swing or anything really in between tournaments because there isn't enough time. But yeah, I'm with you, mate. I think it's right. He was second last year of a three missed cuts, 52nd and missed cut. Um, we know what he wants. Like exactly what you said, he's driving actually, he's back 11th and 5th. Um, greens and regulations, fine. Um, places he wins at, he's won at Trophy of San. We don't talk about 2011. Um, anybody who does gets uh, uh, something, per horse head through their letterbox. Um, so he shouldn't have won there in 2011, but he did. Um, plenty of form at the KLM, um, uh, the Italian Open when it wasn't, you know, 4 million yards, but uh, it was proper and tight. Um, and his best result, which I thought was quite interesting, was at Kenya this year. Um, you know, it, you, you can say there are, there are similarities in the course, uh, being tree-lined, everything. Uh, tied six was Daniel Gavin's winner here, and obviously tied eighth was Ewan Ferguson. Are you fancy this week? Yeah. Uh, Brad, uh, who of course should have won that event anyway,
0: he should have
2: yeah, um, yeah, but just used it. Um, again, he's 56 at Fairmont, looks bad. But as Tom will always tell you, if you hover it over, it, hover over um, his form line on tour tips. You'll see that it was ninth at halfway. Yeah. Um, Hillside, he was never at the top thirty. Yeah. Comes to comes to course again. It's it's I'm just doing horses <laughs> for horses yeah. for horses for uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you. I didn't actually think. Oh, like that was that. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks very much. Sorry, you've done the some copy. He, he he should have won this last year, and I think we probably had the same conversation. But in, in a field where really, let's face it, an awful lot of these are not going to win. Um, I, I thought, okay, 40s is, you know, you can get 50s with a funny firms that won't pay you out. That's fine. But I thought 40s um, was, it was. I looked at Kearney as well, to be honest with you as well. Um, you know, and in the end, I thought Horsley was better value at 40-01. So there that's why I went. Yeah. I like
1: that. I think, I think it's, it's just... That's my wider point, like I just I just think that like these challenge tour guys and even Horses, we're talking about they're like fifty to one about them, about DM Gurmachet, about Tom McKibben who's has like, got a lot of high upside, John Murphy, lot like, high upside you, they're mm-hmm. ahead of like they're they're after like Richard Bland, Jack Sr. after Will Crown who could literally win or miss a cut by twenty five shots. Like Sick. Kinholt's really shortened up after a couple of decent performances. Like it's it just feels like you know, the, I feel like some people have been adjusted correctly, and some people have been left out uh, a little bit on the odds. I,
2: I think you have to be careful. I, I certainly think Germer Shays is one that we may well regret, uh, maybe not this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the problem might be if he does really, really well, then we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's one that we were talking about over there, weren't we, at the um, My Golf Open, Stein City, and all that sort of thing, and yeah. we weren't getting anywhere. Um, but he's yeah, he's, he's definitely one to look at for the future, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, apart from them, I'm, I'm, oh, there's one more. But.
1: Okay, let's, let's go into that final one. Uh, Ashley Chesters was one who I always want to be on and, and then I just yeah. decide that he can't part and he never is going to be able to part and he hasn't really yeah. ever done anything since he played really well at St Andrews. So I've given up on him basically. But it's all about Ashley Chesters.
2: Well, you know, you, you bring the point of back in as well. It's all these people you just like. I can't. I just can't be on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure I can be on Chester's. He's just obviously of huge interest. Yeah. Um, again, um, nobody would think it, maybe, but uh, he's Valderrama form 25th, 46th, fourth, and 12th yeah. at Valderrama, and I love the Valderrama League. I think if the top five don't contain anybody that, that got top 10, that Valderrama are in trouble. But look at that. The, it's, it's all about the driving, actually. That's the problem. But you have to think if he finds, continue, if he continues to find fairways, if he continues to, to do what he's doing, like finding greens. So obviously, he can't hit the ball far, but you can see for yourself on tour Tips, as you know. You know, he is the number one most accurate driver, probably in the world, maybe. Um, greens in red, obviously, therefore follows, and then you're in trouble. You'll need to shut your eyes. <laughs> but you need to do that with Jordan Smith as well. We need you to do. the one. Yeah. Um, uh, Chester's 17th and 15th round here. Uh, do you know what? Normally, you'd want to be looking at 120, something like that for him. Um, so you've got to have a bit of a sit and think whether you want to take 60, but it's, it's there, isn't it? He's, he's, I think he's going to do something one day. Whether he can win, I don't know, but you may not have to do a lot to get placed here, so i mean,
1: shove him. He's always 125 to 1, isn't he? Every week, he's 125 to 1, and you, you, ne- you never know quite what he's going to do. Um, and he generally tends to, his peak performances seem to be about a 12th or a 14th and his worst seems to be a miscut by 25 because he's lost 56 strokes on the green so um, tough to know what Ashley, I think someone told me, I can't remember who this was so apologies if you're listening, but someone told me that they were following Ashley Chesters Uh, it might be Nick from uh, Fan Team, he was following Ashley Chesters round at a recent event and he was speaking to his dad. And his dad said, yeah, I've given Ashley, Chesters a, uh, I've given Ashley a putting lesson this week. Um, and basically, I was just I was like, what was your retort to tell him not to fucking bother? Because it's obviously him that's causing the problem. Apparently, he's been his long-time coach. Uh, so maybe that's the issue, is that Ashley Chesters needs to get rid of his dad. Um, yeah. and, and then maybe he might be able to putt better. Yeah. Um, we, we might talk about that with Will Taurus in a minute. Not his dad, but someone that basically was pretty old enough to be his dad. Uh, suddenly got rid of. So um, interesting. But anyway, so that was a slight departure from what we were talking about. But I just feel like maybe it's just something that clicks. Maybe he gets a putting lesson from someone that actually knows how to putt and, and he could go on and win. Yeah, so
0: maybe
1: we shall see, um, folks. Sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's now time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the king of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Now I've had the honour of testing out these new boxers, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear I've ever owned. It's so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest into your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LFW20 at Manscaped. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear, it's almost a guarantee to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run or strut, these moisture wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce the chafing. And the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bath and breaks quick and efficient. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code LFW20 at manscaped.com. And that's 20% off and free shipping with LFW20 at manscaped.com. So once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you will never go back. Brad, Goodmundoor Chris Yes, Um,
0: Who is going to be what, Brad? The first Icelandic to win on the DP World Tour.
1: And Jason? (laughs) But he did beat Bjork. <laughs> he didn't, did not beat Bjork to that title. That brought up a very. Everyone's going
2: to go oh, but Bjork's not Icelandic. <laughs> and we're going to go oh so quiet. <laughs> right, anyway, right.
1: So that was that was our that was our favourite joke that we teed up. Um, it's not not to be confused with Alexander Bjork for those younger listeners out there. Uh, this is this is a Icelandic band called Bjork, who uh, is going to obviously. I feel like you've got to explain bang. it. It's not. No 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 no
2: no no. no well, she is Bjork. Singer band was uh, the Sugar Cubes
1: see that's even worse then so I didn't even know if she if she was just a solo artist really?
2: there you go. no Jeez. Mm. kids eh? kids eh? well I mean, she's is 56 is she really? birthday's yeah. one of the great 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 songs of the time but anyway
1: you know you're important when your signature is on your Wikipedia page and by the way if she's got any money left then you can absolutely steal it off of her because her, her uh, autograph is just Bjork um, anyway <laughs> going into going back to Goodman Joe Christensen um, I thought Brad this was one player that hadn't had his kind of course yeah. form or challenge or sort of stuff adjusted for
0: definitely like we were just saying like Murphy um, McKibben and even you look at like Baldwin and others you know it's just they've all been shortened up and whereas with Christensen he's got a bloody brilliant record in Ireland um, he's finished fifth here in the past yeah. uh, albeit on the challenge tour and his price still is at 125 to 1 coming off third place finish at the finish challenge where he finished like a train <laughs> um, I just think that's a, it's, it's just a really good price I mean look it's unlikely he's going to be the first Icelandic to win on the DP World Tour but I think at 125 to 1 he does represent good each way value this week. I mean, you look at his, he's won three times on the Nordic Golf League, which I mean, that's produced some quality golfers, as we all know, in recent okay. years. Um, and yeah, his record, I'll go into it in a bit of detail. Northern Republic of Ireland, it's just his like, hunting grounds. He's never missed a cut there in four events, and he's missed a hell of a lot of cuts. So, <laughs> um, tied 36th, tied 12th, and tied 9th. And yeah, the most important one is the, the fifth place at Galgom Castle, which was in 2020. So, I just think, you know, it's a weak field. There's enough there to chance them in, in the triple digits.
1: Yeah, and you look at the fact that, like, he's been 11th place in the Limpopo Championship earlier in the year. Like, decent sealed. Um, Definitely. Like, yes, he misses a lot of
0: cuts, but it might just be that he's very... It's similar to Murphy, really. they both had, like, pretty crappy years, and their best finish come in South Africa, like, earlier in, in the season. And they've just sort of, like, this is their time. Like, this is their period where they've sort of both just sort of Stepped on the gas and uh, yeah, I think both of them are worth a little worth a chance in.
1: Oh, I like it as well that like it's not long ago. Like if those Nordic Golf League wins were like 2012 or something, it never kicked on. Then I'd be worried, but like mm. it's recent pedigree, right? Like, and and he got better every round. Uh, at the finish challenge, um, you know it was just really good. I mean, Vildson Mayor, I'm pretty happy to to say that I don't know who that is, um, but obviously played very well last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you maybe yeah. know a little bit more about him, Brad, but mm. like. To me, that is just that's fine. Like it's really, really solid stuff. Um, he's played well on the golf course before. I mean, there's not much to go by with anyone in this field. I think I think um, Sky said earlier there's only eight players in the field that have actually won an event before a DP World Tour event
0: So serious
1: opportunities
0: the out there this week. When you
1: consider the fact that one of those will be um, Julian. Has Julian Suri won an event? I feel, uh, I feel like Julian uh, Syria. No, he has, not he? I'm pretty sure he has. Um, I'm sure he's won a DP World Tour event. Yep, he won in Denmark. Um, I think one of those would also be Is Hayden Porteous won an event. He's, played... he's definitely won at least a co-sanctioned uh, event. Yep, he's got two European Tour wins. So. There's yeah. there's two players of those eight um, are in the betting at kind of like five hundred to
0: one, three hundred to one. You would not really give them a sniff this week. You really, won't really. be giving them a sniff.
1: Mark
2: Warren would well, be another he, one of those winners. You say that Hayden Portius has just turned in positive T uh, three well, for the uh, first time in seventeen years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: seventeen years. That was the first time he's made the cut in God hey, knows. He was how
2: brilliant. That. Hayden Portius, you know, four or five years ago was absolutely, you know, like again, yeah. he was part of that. Next South African lot, a bit like mm. you know Wilco Nineaber and Jaden J. Schraper, and, uh, mm. Jay and Jay actually, interesting, none of them actually done it so far, they?
1: No, I mean, Hayden Portis was the one that I was chasing at the start of the year, thinking there was going to be a comeback because I think he'd played well. Um, was it a die day, he finished like 10th or something? Um, yeah. and I then started going on Instagram, and he was he started using Instagram again. I thought that's a great sign, that must mean that he. Uh, loves golf and he would have proceeded to miss about 27 of 28 cuts um but when you look at his uh you know teeth green stuff last week like 16th on day one um and then 23rd day two then he was really bad day three lost three and a half strokes to, tea to green and again he had another positive round on the final day so one bad round and i think this this is another feature that i really like of um tour tips at the moment i'd never used to really use but it's the in running tab um so if you look at last week you can see the on-running stuff of approach to green and tee to green and off the tee and you can just see where it just went maybe all wrong for a player on literally one round and you know hella killed it lost literally eight strokes tee to green like on sunday and it could literally yeah. be as simple as chucking two balls in the water or or do whatever do you know what i mean so very quickly you can make sure you don't rule people out based on kind of one round and it's a better way, like if I see someone who finished 40th in tees Green, so a perfect example of it would be uh, Eddie Pepper, who was 39th for tees Green last week, and I think oh, he, maybe he's gone off the boil a little bit after two really good weeks. But you look at it, he was 17th on day one, 4th on day three, and 58th on day four, and 101st on day two. So he just had two good rounds and two bad rounds of to Green. Hella a 4th, 10th, and 18th, first three days of to Green. 70th, like the worst of anyone that made the cut. Uh, on the last day, like it just was one day, so really that could be a way to kind of break down the field, and this is a really long segue to going into the fact that Barkley Brown had two top five tee to green uh, rounds last week, Uh, and he's 200 to 1, Sky kind of pointed that out to me, Uh, the DP World Tour obviously the guy that was inside the top 12 at the Open Championship, um, going into the weekend and played pretty poorly from then on, um, and then Stephen Brown had a top 10 tease screen round in round one. I just wonder if that's enough. So you look at that and you think think about Stephen Brown. As you think about the Hayden Portis. Paul Dunn made a cut to me for the first time in about 500 years last week. Like, You wonder if these people, if they get through to the weekend with no one else in this kind of field. There's no one to be worried about, is there? I mean, even the 10-1 to favourite doesn't win. So... Um, yeah. You just wonder if they can get through the cup, just what they can do over the weekend. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily trust Paul <laughs> Dunn to win, but...
0: Um, it's a similar situation to last year. The, the two out in front, Smith and Horsey, yeah. they just don't know how to win. And just some, they will just They might just, whoever it is this time round, and then someone comes and shoots a 64, 65 and wins it, you know. It's
1: tough, isn't it? It's really tough to know. Um, what's going to happen I mean I, I was tempted to put Paratory and then I sort of considered the fact that you need to drive it a bit better and that's still yeah. a weakness for him
0: I was going to say I thought I thought he'd be a bit shorter based yeah. on he's been really crap recently but I did think that I didn't think he'd be in triple digits or even he can get 125s I think he was even 150s when it first opened yeah. and and I just thought, you know, given, I thought they wouldn't take, they wouldn't chance him. Like, you know, the fact that he, he could be back or I don't think it's a good course for him, really. But no. um, still, it, he's shown something and I didn't think he'd be at that price.
1: He was the one that I thought there was going to be a massive overreaction to him
0: and yeah. it's, it's going to be really
1: easy to ignore. And when I mean, it was triple digits, so I was like, hmm, interesting. But then you look at his T-screen numbers and... You, it yeah, he did just
0: the lights out, didn't yeah. he? Yeah,
1: he, he won't compete. So um, he'll probably come out to missing cuts again. But... Was there anybody else of any interest for
0: you, Brad, on this? Um, no, I know Dermot McElroy is another, um, like, another Northern Ireland player that's been really in good form um, on the Euro Pro Tour this year, and he's also won an event here. Um, I think it was on the Clutch Tour at, at the Galgorm, and I just think that he's someone that I overlooked that 90 to 100 to 1 range. Um, but he's someone that also loves to show up on home soil uh, um, and I think he finished in the top 20 here last year and he wasn't even, he's, he's achieved a lot this year. I think he's come along a long way as a player. So he's one to keep an eye out for, but that was it really. I, I, sort of, I overlooked him in the end, um, but I think he's one that um, could be worth keeping an eye on. So. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't there was really
1: too many others for me. Um, Jason, I thought you might bring up uh, Callum Fife as someone that um, you've kind of looked at in the past, and yes, but Kennegaard was someone that seems to remember a yeah. conversation about with people.
2: Yeah, I mean, Fife I think I, I'm just maybe I'm just too biased, and I want him on. Um, I want him when it's windy, and uh, thinks he really. Yeah, I might, I might be. I could be wrong. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we, I know that um, Brad likes Fife as well. Yeah, forward. I'm not sure this is this is his thing. Um, and I looked at for some reason. I looked at Robin Peterson as well. Peterson, should I say? Yeah. Um, can't give you any anything else I can't give you anything else other than he's in relatively reasonable form I, I, that, uh, there's no other reason whatsoever when I was doing the list of um, of Tita Green and driving actually, you know, he came up quite high in Tita Green but obviously it's a very very small sample compared to the rest uh, but I wouldn't be having a penny on him but it was just somebody of interest no, you know no. there's some certain people like I say Carol Miura wanted to be on Zanotti, um, Richie Ramsey You know, but they're not here, so you know, which I think is a real shame. I think these innovative events um, really should just be better supported. Um, You know, it's it's just a shame.
1: Yeah, and then they kind of moan about not getting enough starts and not getting enough money, and then they don't turn up to these events where they could probably win them. It does seem a little bit backwards sometimes. Um, One player I will mention, I generally do not believe will ever win, um, but Ryan Evans has got um, thirteenth and twenty-fifth place finishes here. Um, and recently finished 17th for the Irish Challenge. I think coming back into Ireland, he's probably okay. Uh, we know he can win. Winning the Turkish Airlines on the Challenge Tour, he's got plenty of top fives on the on the Challenge Tour. We know what level of player he is. Um, kind of had a couple of top 12 finishes on the on the DP World Tour and a third place. But generally speaking, this is his level. So um, just wonder if he could get off to maybe a hot start. He's he's had a 65 here in the Northern Ireland Open and the 66 uh, sixty six Northern Island as well. So he might just get off to a first-round leader start. And he's kind of like a 4-500 to 1 shot. So interesting to see what he does. But otherwise, I think that's probably about it. I don't want to talk too much about an event that hasn't got much more to, uh, to look at. Unless anyone else got anything else? Yep. Cool. Just a short interruption to this Hander Invitational and St Jude Classic Preview to bring you some details on our latest partner, Athletic Greens and their AG1 product. Now, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, you'll know that uh, I've been using this product for six or seven weeks now, and I'm happy to report that I'm still seeing the benefits, and I'm hoping to, uh, to see more as I look to take on my personal goals at the gym over the next few weeks. Um, it's a product I love to use, I feel more alert, my general wellness is better, and the simplicity of the product means it doesn't take up too much of my day, which is really Important when you're trying to record podcasts all the time. Uh, there's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. Uh, so clearly, AG1 is a positive way to start your day. The blend of these ingredients help your gut health, the nervous and immune system, and most important for me, my energy and focus, uh, which help me power the efforts on these podcasts. Oh, and also it helps me recover and helps my aging too, which I'm actually having to consider these days. Uh, one thing for me, especially in the summer, that I'm looking to improve on is my sleep uh, with these late night recordings and stat readings and get difficult to go to bed not feeling so wired Um, and I'm finding my sleep quality has definitely improved when I do eventually get off Uh, but this makes sense given the AG1 products is recommended by professional athletes and the fact that Athletic Greens themselves have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Obviously, athletes need the sleep and recovery more than someone like me, and it makes sense they're enjoying it as well. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash LFW for loss for words. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash LFW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate day nutritional insurance. So over then to the St. Jude Invitational, which I thought was really, really difficult to break down. Um, hard to kind of split a lot of players uh but we will try our best anyway so Rory McIlroy is 11 to 1 Cameron Smith is 16 to 1 uh Xander Shoffle 18 to 1 Scotty Scheffler 18 to 1 Patrick Cantley 18 to 1 Justin Thomas 18 to 1 and John Rahm 20 to 1 um real minefield actually like there's a lot of players who uh got bits and pieces of form who's hard to really dissect who is the man, I mean, if you know, Tony Finau should be the man at the moment, uh, in yeah. terms of form. Xander Schofield is obviously up there, Cameron Smith coming up his major win, so you've got three very high candidates there. But you know, a lot of mismatching stuff here. But, um, Jason, you, you've gone with Xander Schofield again, of oh. course, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Thanks.
2: That's it.
1: No, no, <laughs> other, no, Souter, other I
2: don't think there's an argument. About him, I, I love the fact he's had uh, time off from uh, St Andrews. Um, it's, it's not difficult, it, to be honest. I don't like you say if you discuss most of these, um, apart from maybe John Rahm, I don't think it's difficult as to why you're making a case for him. I'm, I don't think it's a clever week. I'm not interested in being clever this week. No. Um, he ranks he ranks first over the last three months uh, with tour tips, 11 for ball striking, 20 greens in reg, cutting average is second, which is. That's the thing that that him and um, and uh, Sanjay, I think um, it, that was the difference. These are all just so good. They're just brilliant. Titi Green, they're just amazing. But I, I really like that. He has improved on the greens massively. Uh, he's sixteenth in par four, which is massive in this um, in this tournament. Um, yeah, what you, I, I, I've not really got anything else to say. He's just I love Zander Schofler and I think he'll win again.
1: No, I I like it. I actually thought Cameron Smith might be nearer to uh, Rory in the betting. Uh, When you look at his record, he's got 12 59th and fifth place finishes here, but doesn't tell the complete story. Like he was the uh, he was second after the first and second rounds in 2019, and then last year he was uh, second at the 54 hole stage and shot second round 62 as well. So. If he has kind of had a little breather, I think it's been long enough since the Open that he can come back and just play well again. Uh, can mm-hmm. he keep winning? Don't know, um, but he certainly has done all year. So um, I think I think he's certainly of interest. I probably won't go to him because it's 16 to one. But um, in, you know, talking on the conversation we had about Shinkwin and things like that earlier. But just looking at who's won here, like Kepka Kepka won here when his first in his WGC, and he just finished fourth at the Open. Uh, JT had finished 2nd and 18th back to back weeks at Jack's place before winning here and answer a little bit different was 14th the Olympics but was having a very good year so it's not like people were just coming out of the blue and, and winning here it, it does seem to follow some form and very strong form um, so that brings us on to Tony Fee now jace and it's, it's really it feels hard to see him winning 3 times in a row but it was hard enough to see him winning twice in a row and he's now done that um, yes, they were lower grade events, but I just wonder if now that sort of monkey's off his back, I mean, this is a guy that he really, to for him to make any sort of different step in his career now, he's got to go and contend properly in a major as opposed to sort of backdoor in top fives and top tens. Um, I guess the one negative is his course form is pretty average here, Jace, but other than that, I mean, how do you ignore him? He's yeah. back-to-back teeth green efforts. He's had.
2: I mean, this par four is absolutely massive here. Yeah, everything, everything is bad. It. It's teeter Green, it's par four, everything. I, look, I'm i not even a fan of him now. You are. Uh-huh. You've been on him hundreds of times. I won't touch it. And I'm not even convinced I, I will do this way. I just thought the form he's in. It's not as if he, he's just come to form, is it? He's always done this. Uh-huh. He's just never finished the tournament off. Mm. You know, you, you could probably look back and go, <coughs> you know, he, he, could, he could have probably won 10 tournaments over the last two or three years 100%, so yeah. not, it's not it's not as if it's not as if he's doing something and he's just found something he's just found a way to win everything else from T to Green is is exactly the same you know he's sixth third driving actually last twice first third greens first in scrambling because he's not missing many bloody greens right hmm. um, you know it's just it's just ridiculous So over three months he's second in ball striking first in par four I'm not a fan but um I think he was 13th at halfway in 2021. So although you mentioned that, um, and he was 21st, I think, halfway in 2020. Yeah. I I've written it down wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some were limited builds. Uh, it's just, it's difficult. I, you looked at them all. I don't want to be on John Rahm. I'm not interested in John Rahm at all. Um, I don't want to back Rory at that price. And you've got Wills Alatorre, who, so as much as we love him, and as much as I'm sure you'll talk about what's happened to him this week. Yeah. Um, is the same price as someone that has now proven he can win. Uh, um, weird how you don't want to be on someone that's absolutely flying and playing the best golf in the world. But I, I, I don't see how you can't be. So, so sadly, he's in.
1: Everyone wants to chase the Zalatorre's first win. Everyone wants to be the one that cashes a ticket. A bit like Jihyung Kim last week. Everyone kind of took him at a price I thought was a bit short after six events in a row, and it paid off for them. And, and you know, that's not a bitterness. I'm very happy that happened. Um, sometimes you stick with it, and sometimes you don't. I won't be sticking with Will Zalatoris. This is his first week without his long-term caddy. I think of three years. Um, it was, it is something, Jason. You thought he needed to do to maybe progress yeah. his game, and you know, lo and behold, he's gone and done it. So, long-term it, might it, be a great thing.
2: Just interestingly, I mean, I, I, I must be honest. I haven't looked at last night's stats, so perhaps you can correct me now. But it was just interesting that that having got rid of, um, oh, I can't remember, uh, Gobel, wasn't it? Um, that that he found strokes on the green on on the Saturday. And that may just be um, a relaxation of the mind because, you know, if you're both walking around thinking, you know, this isn't working, then you can't play golf. Everyone knows, you know, whether you're, you know, 30 handicap or whatever. If you're thinking about something else, you can't play golf properly. So if there has been, I think he did say um, that it's been sort of on the rocks for a little while in terms of their business relationship. So if that has been playing on his thing, that you know, that's massive. That's that's two, three shots around, isn't it? Um, equally on the greens, if you're not confident with what your bag man is saying, you know, that's going to affect you. You can tell me because I've, I've not got it up. Um, whether he found strokes on the final round as well, Payne. Um, just thought that was of interest. Uh, but we want to see it. But it, it's not. Look what Scotty when he made a couple of changes. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he let's face it, he's Alan is just doing what Scotty Sheffler did you know, or vice versa. You know, Mm -hmm. he was up there with all the major tournaments, just couldn't get over the line, made a change, boom, you know, and obviously a massive chance this week. Um, So maybe Zalatoris, I just, you know, at the end of the day, he hasn't done it, but when he does, yeah, I I think he'll do what is doing um, and he'll just take off.
1: I think with Zalatoris, the only one thing I'd be Slightly, so no, he gained those, he gained, he gained strokes in round two and round three. So only round three have made a real big difference. Uh, he lost strokes oh, okay. again on the final round, okay. but so he split with his caddy mid round, uh, mid tournament, which is, you know, that's a, that's alarming, really. He said, and there's sort of quotes here that it was kind of bleeding into their personal relationship. It, it got really you know, rough month together and all that sort of stuff. So he said that Joel Stock uh, will caddy in for him for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, I don't actually know. Um, who that is, um, but yeah, he, he will be there. So, whether that that works or not, I mean, it could be an immediate success, couldn't it? Like you say, it happened with um, with Scheffler and, and Ted Scott. I just think Ted Scott's obviously such a well respected, well known, well versed caddy that it, unless he gets someone like that, then may not have as an immediate impact. But we shall see, we don't know, do we? Um, the only thing I thought about with Finau and with sort of Zalatori, it, is Matt Fitzpatrick's got two top six finishes here in his first two starts um, he was the 36th hole leader in 2019 uh, on his debut on the course finished 57th last year but happy to kind of write that off Like I, th- I think that's too big of a price like I, I mean I, the approach numbers are going backwards for the last two starts the tease green stuff's not been as good um, although having said that is 18th and 26th so it's not too bad but like just think, the price is too big, like he's, he's got away from that Open Championship where there was going to be um, some added pressure, some added sort of attention on him. Just wonder now whether he's going to kind of settle down and kind of get another couple of wins. So uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, a, a lot of talk about guys up here without being too uh, bullish on them outside of you being bullish on Xander Shoffley. But um, I think Tony Fino and uh, Fitzpatrick are both worth looking at at 22-1. to But... Brings us on, uh, Brad, to your first selection, which is Sam Burns. Who, you've been sitting there very patiently, Brad. So thank you very much. For
0: that. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's didn't make two good cases there. I agree with yeah. both.
1: Go, going to Sam Burns for us, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an obvious one, but after last week, let's not let that like, get in the way. Uh, besides, the price is a lot more enticing from right. uh, but I didn't expect to see 33 to one about him. Like possibly 25, 28 is the best. And, he got beaten in a playoff last year, and since then he's he's won a further three times on the PGA Tour, and he's had some suspect recent form overseas, which can be forgiven. But he's grown a hell of a lot of a player since then, and that I think the slight worry is that he hasn't been hitting it that well. I think since the Canadian Open where he was ranked fifth tee to green, yeah. So it, that's that. That's since then it's been woeful, and that is the worry. But. Um, it's important, as we both know, like we seem to hit a lot of fairways and greens here. Um, but I just banking, on, like given he's had a bit of time off since the Open, I'm banking on a serious improvement because we all know what he's capable of. And we all know by now Bermuda is his best surface. And he closed with a 64 at the Open, which did grab my eye. I, it's you know, It could be a confidence booster and something to build on. I just think that 33-1, to he's big enough to chance this week.
1: So I think I think the I had the same sort of concerns about the ball striking, which is why I wasn't that fussed about him in the end. But
0: hmm.
1: you look at it, and if, if you take into the account and playing devil, devils adequate a bit, it's like the U.S. Open is obviously going to be a hard place to tee to eat green anyway, and probably not his style of event. Uh, Travelers Championship might just be one to event too many at that point. Um, and then you finish sixty six for the Scottish Open and forty second the Open. That just might not be his events. Like historically, if we look back, and he doesn't yep. do well in Opens and things like that. Like it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. and It doesn't matter. Like, it's a completely different event. Uh, so, interesting one. I think, I wouldn't say he was overpriced.
0: Um, but, yeah, maybe like you, a little bit surprised. Like, you've got... Oh, I just don't know. I think, I think you know, it's... Like, we get him on Bermuda now, you normally see the bookies don't take too many chances. And it's just he has... I, I was surprised a little bit. I'm not saying it's like a, like a massive... The price, but no, I think it was like
1: twenty-eight, so I would have him probably. I think what it is is like it's very much better not to keep picking on Wills Addatoris, but like Wills Additauris is twenty-eight to one because everyone wants to be on the first win. Um it's it's close, it's gonna happen, everyone wants to do it. Sam Burns, if he was playing the way Wills Addatoris is without a win, would probably be twenty-eight to one. But because he's got those wins and people think he can't keep carrying on, he's thirty-three to one. That's just the way I view it. Uh whether that is the case or not, I don't know. Um, Cameron Young is another player that obviously people are going to think is going to win but the first sort of set I mean it was this 40 to 1 range that's now a couple of these have gone into 35 to 1 but it was this range that I've just absolutely lived in so the first two players that I wrote down uh, and one of them I got rid of the one I got rid of was Billy Horschel uh, the second player I wrote down was Russell Henley um, and then I finally got into Sung Jae Im and Ju Young Kim so Sung Jae-in, to one I'm definitely picking him. Like He's been beaten by two players over the past two events. He's been inside the top ten in each of the first three rounds here on debut. And when you go to the second time he played here, it looks bad. But that was coming over from the Olympics where he had a massive amount of pressure on him. His whole season was kind of getting derailed around that. He was putting a lot of uh, importance on it, I think. Um, now he's just gone back-to-back seconds and coming to a course where I think it actually will suit him really well. Um, you know, which is kind of pointed out by those three straight rounds of uh, inside the top ten on debut. So if he, I don't know if he's necessarily a player that signposts that he's gonna win, um, but he does seem to sort of keep form going together when he won the Shriners. Uh, he then finished ninth at the CJ Cup. So I do think he's a player that can kind of repeat form. He's obviously done that back-to-back weeks already. When he won the Honda, he then finished third at the Arnold Palmer as well. So. To yeah. me, like there, there is a way that you can kind of string it together, um, and and I think you will do that. So, Jace, I think you're also on Sungjae.
2: Yeah, I mean, par fours and Tita green is, is all you need here, really. It? Mm-hmm. And there's a number of them that obviously cross over. Uh, JT, Scotty, Phinellz, and and uh, Um are the, are the only people I think that are top ten across both. I, I agree with you. I, I I think that 35 or if you've got 40s. It is cracking. Um, his last two efforts, he was in terrible form in 2020. Obviously, weird times anyway. Yeah. But he was in terrible form when he came here. Now he'll tied 35th. Um, you pointed out where he was during the, during the tournament. 2021, again, okay, he was 46th here, but he comes off, like, again, a couple of ropey events. He comes in miles, miles better form. Seventh in par four efforts over the last three months, perfect. Fifth in ball striking, perfect. Sixth in total driving, perfect. Twelfth in scrambling, sixteenth in pattern average. I agree. I, I think 35 to one. It's close between him and uh, somebody like Sam Burns. I agree, mm. um, but I I the the coin flipped on Sanjay in for me because uh, I just like his recent form. I think he's he's there and he's. You know, I think you need to be confident around here, otherwise it could turn mm. into a bit of a mess. Um, and he has to be. So yeah, he's in and and that's the yeah. done for this tournament really. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like it. Yeah, and he's another one that you're saying like similar to Burns. He come off like a. A pretty shitty spell. Obviously, events that might not suit him in Scotland, and uh, missing the U.S. Open, like three cuts basically. Well, eighty-first at British Open, and these come straight in back back in the states, two second places. So it's another thing you could build a case for Burns as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I just I just love the fact that he won the Honda Classic, finished third at Bay Hill. Following mm. that, uh, won the Shriners, finished ninth at the CJ Cup. Like he just, I know he hasn't won either the last two events, but. Um, to be honest, I don't. Th- he wasn't great yesterday, um, but you know, Ju Young Kim just wasn't getting beat, so it didn't really matter what he done. Um, and then at the 3M Open, again, Tony Finau just wasn't getting beat. Finau actually only beat him by one stroke on the day. Um, he just played so well leading up to it. I, I just think he's he's playing really good stuff. Uh, like if it wasn't for the run into the steam trains that were Finau and, and Joo Young Kim, he, he could have had two wins. So uh, then we're having a very different conversation.
2: Um, yeah better... 35 to 1 you've got one one place offering 35 to 1 8 places yeah mm-hmm. I think that's that's very fair yeah that's very, no uh, I agree yeah. with that I definitely agree with that
1: um, Ji Yong Kim as well so we're talking about people that and this is this is a tough one and I, I probably won't pick him and hopefully he doesn't do what he does this week. was
0: like me last week yeah Um,
1: like I just it's amazing what he's done so Singapore international at the start of the year wins it finishes uh, second at the Singapore Open the following week uh, last year he wins the SK Telecom Open, finishes 2nd at the Korea Open, 3rd uh, la- uh, at the Korea Open a week later. Um, different grade obviously, but that's just really good signs. And then you go back to when he was on uh, the Asian Development Tour, he finishes 4th first, 1st after finishing back-to-back seconds, And then first win on the Asian Tour, when finishes the Panasonic Open in India, and when finishes the Sabar Masters, he finishes 12th a week later. So just really keeps form going a bit concerned that there's going to be a little bit of fatigue maybe he has Pete at this point uh, he's going to be top 20 in the world coming up now he's 21st already today uh, so maybe it might catch up with him a little bit um but i just i mean you know what do you do It's just he's just he's playing absolutely uh, beautiful golf and whether he can keep up with that i don't know um
0: it's one up. of those where he just wouldn't surprise you if he did no, <laughs> like he
1: just like you said to Brad when we were chatting off. Eh? like he's just different he's built different um, yeah. His attitude's unbelievable. Um, we've been talking about his, you know, potential for a long time. He's now fulfilled it, and you know he's only won the Wyndham Championship. Like we, just, we don't want to get too carried away, but it's just the way he did it. Like it was just the absolute ridiculous 61 to win your first event on the PJ Tour that just, I oh, just blew me away to
0: be honest. I mean, it's as a almost yeah, like
1: as, as a person that had Taylor more like I say in contention, he was three back, wasn't he, on the going to final round, like. At some point you just applaud it and you're like, okay, fair enough, like just not to win this week. Um and that's what that was. Uh, really enjoyed watching that. So uh really good it'd be it'd be interesting case study to see how he does here, if he nothing else. Um yeah. Billy Horschel, like I said, was was very close and, and still someone that I will consider. Um maybe just the ball striking isn't enough for me at the moment, um, but the course form is obviously undeniable. Um, for Billy Horschel here. So it, it's an interesting one. I think the fact that a lot of those finishes were before the fact it turned into a WGC and then he's gone ninth, 25th and 17th maybe suggests that when the field shrimp's got a bit better he can't do it but he was second at the thirty six hole stage uh, on the, the first year it was a WGC event. So interesting to see but Tyrrell Hatton for you is a definitive pick Brad.
0: Yeah I think this is my favourite of the bunch. Uh, yeah. It's just Creeping into some form. Um, he's been producing some good numbers to go with it. 24th at the Scottish Open, 11th at the Open, and 8th last week at the Wyndham Championship after he closed with a round of 64. Results-wise, he's, he's definitely trending, along with his game T to green. Like, it's 26th, 11th, and 8th T to green in those performances, including 5th on approach last week. He's just hitting it really well. He looks in like great shape coming into this event. He's played here three times, finishing 43rd 69th and 17th last year where he was in contention but shot a final round of 73 to fall away um his one and only win in the states came on bermuda at bay hill and uh he also had a very good spell this year on the, at the florida swing he seems to like it on bermuda he's second at the arnold palmer invitational 13th for the players and 21st at the valspar i mean that was at the start of the year where he was showing a bit. Um, but he seems to be creeping into some form. And I just think 50-1 to one or better, uh, it's got to be worth a punt. Yeah, no, I
1: like it. I think he's a guy that very much tells you when he's playing well uh, and when, he's, when his ball striking numbers are are showing that, then it's something you really stand up and take notice of. Um, so for me, Hatton is a player that I'll always be kind of keen on. Uh, I haven't got to him this week, but just because there's a bunch of guys here. Uh, to be honest, I, I really am struggling to nail down my card. Um, it's a really tough decision, I think, between Fitzpatrick and Fee. Now, um, Sungjae, I think, is just my favourite bet. Like, I, j- I just think that, I, j- I just think he's being overlooked a little bit in terms of odds because people yeah. don't believe he's going to go second, second, first, but he's good enough to do it. So, um, just another point there for, for Sungjae, just in case people weren't uh, already convinced that I liked him. Um, then we go into long shots, and I think we're basically almost wasting our time with long shots this week, um, but I have got a couple. I mean, when you look in 2021, Abraham Anser beat Sam Burns and Deki Matsuyama, uh, Harris English was fourth, and then Daniel Berger, Paul Casey, Cameron Smith were fifth, Will uh, Zalatoris, Bryson DeChambeau, eighth, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, tenth, so that was just top class basically. Then 2020, you get that odd performance from uh, Tom Lewis, who shot 61 on day three. Um, but then otherwise, it was JT from Berger, Tom Lewis, Phil Mickelson, uh, Brits Kepka, and then Xander Schofield, Jason Day, Shane Lowry. Uh, and, then, and then suddenly you get Ches Revie in there, was another one that was tied sixth. Um, so you get the odd one or two, but then you go back to 2019 Brits Kepka beats Webb Simpson, Mark Leish from Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Rory, John Rahm, Poulter, uh, Horschel, Shane Poulter burnt all the bridges he burnt because it actually looks like a good golf course for him. Um, but anyway, that's sort of sort of to say that it's really hard to see a long shot actually win here. Um, but with the eight places on offer, there's a couple of players I do like. Uh, Brad, we both like Taylor Pendrith. Um, yes. Hard to tell. I think it's hard to really nail down what you want. Like you can get a mix of different golfers, like Daniel Berger. I think is different to Justin Thomas, and you know, Webb Simpson's obviously mm-hmm. different to. But then you've got that and Abraham Answer. So Taylor Pendriff's definitely in the more of the Justin Thomas mould of, of a bit of a tease, green beast, and hits it decently long. Um, but 100 to 100 in He's a very,
0: good, very good as well. Like I learned that off the, when I followed him on the Corn very Tour. Like he'd always top the... Scrambling stats. So I don't think he's been as good. Uh, he, he definitely wasn't
1: Never. when he was second to Tony now the other day, was he? But
0: no, no um... I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, stepping up, I think it's it's not really uh, it's not really uh, like followed it. It's tough, uh, isn't it?
1: But then, but then maybe what you're saying there, though, Brad, is like if you've been following him on the on the corn fair, he was there. Yeah, he was there. He was awesome.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. Um. Well, I used to follow his stats on that um, Back on the Quanfer tour.
1: So it's something that that has has struggled under pressure, which is understandable, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's still cutting his teeth on the PGA tour. I think it's fair to say, but 13th, faint and for ninth last three starts in T screen, 15th and 17th for last two in approach. He's had four straight top 13 finishes since returning from a pretty yeah. sizable injury in terms of his broken ribs. Yeah, that big injury. Uh, moved up every round last week, got off to a really slow start, but then just played well, like 71 on day one, but then 67, 65, 67, uh, actually only finishes, um, a shot outside the top 10, um, three shots outside the top five so mm. a matter of inches really and, and that first round gets hot to a hotter start you really don't know what, uh, what
0: that's
1: it about. yeah um right head so, so i think taylor pendrive hundreds is a pretty decent price
0: mm, definitely i mean he is up against the best this week but you've just literally said everything i wanted to say um he's just been so consistent like incredibly consistent only fitzpatrick Fina have been better than him t green in the last eight weeks which says it all really and this this course does reward like the elite ball strikers the best ball strikers and at the moment there isn't many hitting it better than him so I think I, I didn't look any further down than him but he was the only player in the triple digits that did appeal so the
1: one that I did look at and if I'm really going to try and catch a long shot and that's all I'm trying to do is uh, Chad Reeb's seven starts here, one missed cut, three top sixes, and a twelfth place finish. Uh, he won three starts ago. He's made his two cuts since. Uh, has finished twenty fourth and 9th in approach, and thirty fourth and fifteenth in tees to green in those starts. And considering he's not the longest hitter, those tees to green numbers are pretty good. So hitting the ball well since he's won. Now returns to a golf course that you know he clearly loves. Uh, yes, a lot of it was in the lower grade, but on his two starts since he's been a WGC, 27th and 6th. So, well, it's now a playoff event, obviously, rather than a WGC, but, you know, he was never outside the top 6. 6th uh, was actually the worst he was, 5th, 3rd, 6th, 6th, 2 years ago. So, I just, I think there's a lot to like about Cesare Um Don't know if he can really contend, and I suppose you, you kind of ignore it in the end, but, um, yeah, I just thought the price was decent for if you're chasing the top 8, but, other than that, I don't think I mean I'm really been really impressed with Alex Smalley and Taylor Moore in, in what they've done when I've been on them recently. Alex uh, Smalley will be the one that
0: hurts. God, I know he's very unlikely, he, but, he's he's God. the twenty twenty three last week, didn't he? Jesus. He's
1: he's he's the twenty twenty three Wyndham championship winner. Um so yeah. like Brad uh, like Jason says with uh, Robert McIntyre in the open and Zanashoff over the Masters, he will win a Wyndham yeah. at some point. Um I don't know, I mean anything else like Obviously people are gonna look at like five hundred or four hundred shots and hope they catch a catch a piece of the place and I don't know who you're gonna to do to do that. I mean any name you can kind of make a slight case for, but if you're looking purely for winners, I don't think you can look past the really forty to fifty to 1 range. Great. Um anything else, gents, on the uh the FedEx Saint Jude? No,
2: not something. Yeah. Go on, Chase. Famous power. What about him? 12th and 27th here, mm-hmm. uh, when he was obviously not the player that he is now. Mm-hmm. Local lad, went to the local college, um, high up in Par 4s this year. Um, this year uh, is his first major year. He's on 27th in the Masters, 9th uh, at the PGA 12th in the US Open. Uh, although he finished 30th in the Irish Open, he was 4th at halfway, 25th at the Travellers, he was 7th at halfway, uh, and he led halfway at Pebble earlier on in the year. Um I've just been looking at him as you've been talking, to be honest with because I had him down and wasn't sure. Um, and he's going to be my uh, antidote to your Ches to nick a top eight. Yeah. I think I think I mean,
1: it's interesting because you mentioned Shane Powers, because I was going to come back with him because when I looked at his par-4 performances, as you were talking about that, uh, he's top three in, on the season in par-4s. Like mm. That's a pretty impressive um, performance. And like you say, do we trust him to, to win this? Maybe not, but you know, 8 places, 100-1, you don't need him to necessarily win to get a decent payout. So, uh, yeah, I like it. I think that there's not really it's not really anything to, to dislike about him, is there? I mean, it's, it's one of those ones where if you're backing Seamus Power at 20-1, to one, you've got to worry about whether he's going to win or not. But when he's 100-1, you don't. Uh, he was a round one leader here uh, when he played it last. Uh, they were both, obviously, before it was a, a WGC yeah. or a FedEx, but he hasn't played... At that level, but then, until but now,
2: then he, didn't, he didn't have two top twelves and no. uh, majors in the same year either. No, exactly that. I, I just, yeah, I, it's I just, yeah, if I was going to pick one, which I probably will, um, uh, it will be, it will be power, I think. Good,
1: good player for kind of like some prop markets and things like that. That's definitely. Um Any more names that anyone wants to mention before we kind of summarize our picks here? Me. Anything for you, uh, Jase, before we sort of summarise?
2: No, 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 no.
1: No. Um, so I will go over um, to the ISPS hander then. I've got Connor Syme there at 22-1, to 1, Todd Clements at 40-1, to 1, and Gudamar Christensen at 150-1. to 1. Uh, This is where I really don't know what I've, what I've done. I think I'm going to... I need to make a decision between Fitzpatrick and Fee now, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, at the moment, I will put... Uh, Fino in there, I just think he's he's playing the best of anybody. Um, Sung Jae Im at 35 to 1, really, really like that. Um, and then Taylor Pendrith at 100 to 1, and Ches Revie at 200 to 1. Brad, your selections, please.
0: Okay, at Galgum Castle, I've got Jim um, Ferguson at 22 to 1, I've got John Murphy at 50 to 1. And I took Christians at 125 to one with labbrooks for eight places. But if you've got Labrook's, you can do a boost, which gets it to 140 to one. Very nice. I think it's the way to do it. Um, and St Jude Invitational, I took Burns at 33 to one, Till Hatton, which is my favourite of the bunch, at 55 to one, and Taylor Pendrith, 100 to one.
2: Chase, your picks for us at both events.
0: I'm probably going to do.
2: Like each way doubles, yeah. Like small stakes, each way doubles, because I just sit there too short to back into Wisley John Catlin, uh, Connor Siam, uh, David Horsey, um, are the three main ones. David Law potentially for first round leader, and Ashley Chester's for man or hit most greens and come 40th. <laughs> um, Shouldn't and over know on that the other one. side, yeah, Zander won't be out of the top eight, so he's your each way knock. Tony Fee now probably won't be, so he's another knock. Sung J M and uh, I'll do Seamus Power in some way or other.
1: Is there a player, I'll come to you first, Brad, who, let's just stick to St Jude, rather than go back over the other one, if there's a player that would win this week that would really haunt you?
0: Oh, well, it's going to be like last week, Ju Young Kim, I reckon, just because I've neglected him again. Yeah, it feels,
1: um, it feels like you've left him alone again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've also, well, smallly but he's not going to win, at least I hope not. No. Um. But, uh, yeah I'd say Ju Young Kim just because he's just showing the world what he can do and I, I just wouldn't put it past him at the moment you know it's just scary, scary to see what he's doing <laughs> um, let's see what he, if he can do it again I'm not sure but I'm going to take a watching brief after missing out on him last week
1: yep I like that and Chase, any of those that you hope don't win
2: well not really I mean I mean Fitzpatrick would annoy me because I think you know I don't think I've ever been on when he's won to be honest with you and yet I like him um not really, no. I don't think so. I think I think you know Burns is a fair price, but I couldn't go there over Sanjay. So no, no, let him win. I think you're more likely. I'm more likely to be pissed off if uh, certain people win over the other side. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, mm. So no, no, no. It's uh, it's. I think they're actually, you know, decent tournaments, um, but just not in their own way. If that makes no, sense. No, I get it. Uh, you know, I can I can not bother with the the Irish, but I think. The format is so great that I, I want to be watching over the weekend. Yeah. Um, that's it, really. And the other one is is, is the other one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's a great tournament. It's really difficult.
1: Yeah. Uh, for, for the interest of transparency, Cesarevi has now gone down to 150 to 1. And he's actually, William Hill are only five places, quarter of the odds now, which was a change which, to what they, was... They,
0: William Hill are they're doing some funny stuff today. They're up and down with their odds. They're yeah. changing their terms. They're but, all over the they're all over the gas so he
1: was 228 places which I really liked and 150 to one 5 places a quite the odds I don't so uh, do with that what with your information uh, you will
0: and how uh, about you Tom who's the who's the person that you don't want to win I think to me the
1: An annoy- person I don't uh, no because I'm going to go with now. I am definitely going go go, go I'm going to go with and I'm going to go with Sung I'm going go to be our two main picks I think probably Do Young Kim I think like you yeah. I think that I mean, just yeah. because I, I do believe in his talent and I am going to skip against him, knowing that he plays really well off like back-to-back finishes. I think it's just whether he can do back-to-back finishes on the PGA Tour. Um, so we shall mm-hmm. see. Um, but I think that sums up, uh, sums up quite nicely. We're now coming into certainly the business end of the PGA Tour season. Uh, we've still got a, a way to go on the DP World Tour, um, but things like NFL and stuff like that are starting to take people's attention. Um, so your support does not go unnoticed to people that stay listening every single week, people that send us in reviews, of which there have been some nice ones recently. So keep those coming. Um, and we thank you all for another week and, and look forward to hopefully posting a winner after 800 seconds in a row. So thank you very much, gents, and uh, I will speak again next week.
0: Lovely. Cheers. Bye-bye.